The Man, the Poet, and the Hobo, written by Chandler Fair. Scene 1. A poet is alone on stage. A spotlight shines on them. The grass is always greener on the other side. Such a simple line we've masterminded and found the time to craft over the years and over the youth. It's the idea that the other side seems greener from here, but when you near the pasture, or I suppose in this case, pasture, it's the same fucking shade. That gross, long green that reminds you of the gross laundry you threw up on last year. See, it takes one to know one, and it takes a mile walked in shoes you didn't own, a few too many other sides visited to understand just how dumb a man can be. Many people filled with love, empathy, passion, and desire are swayed from one side to the next, believing this new side is greener. It's a really dumbass thing to think. You keep looking at yourself in mirrors long enough till you forget what you look like or that other people are ugly. Do you think people are uglier on the other side? Or is it just in their hearts? I don't know. I don't know anything. But I do know that the grass is always greener on the other side. The lights go down and snaps are heard. The lights come back up and jazz music begins playing. The now bustling cafe. A man sits with his cup of joe and watches as the poet steps off stage, right up to the bar. They order under their breath and the man approaches them nervously. Um, hi. Hey there, stranger. Enjoying your Sunday? I am such a huge fan of your poetry. I mean, I just found you today, but by God, that last piece was... Oh, that little diddle? Yeah, something I've been working on for a while, but I haven't necessarily found the right ending for him yet. Him? Hmm? You said him. Referring to your poem? Yes. Is that common? Common? Uh, not really. I've heard some people do it here and there, but really it's something that I do. Are most poems men? What are you, a misogynist? No, you fucking loser. Jesus. Sorry, I just don't know anything about poetry. Yeah, you just found me today, so I got that. Was there a moment when you knew this was what you wanted to do for the rest of your life? Oh my god, you're like 30, and I'm probably younger than you. So if you don't mind, I got somewhere to- The Pope tries to get up and leave, but the man also stands. Uh, I'm sorry, I just- I'm lost. And I don't really know where to go. So you chose to pester me. Pester? Jesus, is asking questions all you do? Is that a deal breaker? Listen, man, what do you want? I want what you have. What? You seem like you have passion and purpose, a rhythm to your being, even here, smoking in a cafe on a Sunday. You have a beat and it's your own. I've never had that. I think I want to be a poet. It's almost like you didn't even listen to my poem, but yeah, I get you, man. The poet ashes their cigarette in an ashtray on the counter and attempts to get up, but the man stops them. Is this where I have to get the authorities involved because now I officially have a stalker? The man eases up and lets the poet by. The man sits at the table alone, head down with a cup of joe. The poet beckons to him. Hey, look. I'm not out here trying to kill your dream or gumption, you know? I like it. As a matter of fact, I wish I had a little bit more of what you got inside of me. But you gotta separate the art from the artist. We are probably a lot more alike than you know, man. I don't think so. All right, Sherlock, how do you know? You're creative, and I think I can be creative. I give you that, but we aren't living the same right now. You come here and your work is done by performing poetry. I go to a dingy day job and think about blowing my brains out pressing buttons all day. I'd give anything to think about words and thoughts all day long. You have it good, you know? 
You can see your creations come to life. I'm tired of creating for other people. I'm ready for this. You know what? The poet reaches into their bag. I really do like your energy. You like poetry so much, you should come back for one of our real slam nights. Not just a bullshit Sunday brunch show. Whoa. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? There's some cats on there that I know you will vibe with if you are already snapping to mind, you feel? I feel. Sweet. Yeah, well, I'm sorry for bouncing so quick, and you should be sorry for coming on so strong. But don't worry, I've already forgiven you. The greater spirit of man spoke to my soul and told me you were a kind one. Yeah, well, anyway, like I said, I'll see you there, huh? Okay, word man. The poet struts out too casually, and the man watches the whole time in awe. His jaw is on the floor, and he looks around in excitement. He cannot contain himself and runs out of the cafe. Jazz music is raised as you hear a woman's voice yelling, You gotta pay for that coffee! As the man runs out, blackout. Scene two. Lights rise on the hobo's home. The street. Fourth Street. Fourth Avenue to be exact. It's dirty and so is the hobo. Their hair is disheveled and their brain wanders as they sing their song. Sir? Get a job, bum. Can't! I got PTSD. Poke, 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 poke. Poke in the morning. Blackout. Scene three. Lights rise on the man's bedroom. It's small with a bed table and a nightstand. He turns on a lamp, pulls out his writing tools, and sits at the desk. He stands. He just looks at it for a minute tapping his foot before frantically sitting down. He picks up a pen and his foot taps quicker and he pulls his hair. <sighs> okay. Poetry. 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 Oh, poetry, poetry. What to write? What to write? He taps his pen on the desk for a minute and he looks at the paper. Uh, he gets up and paces around the room before looking out the window. Wow. Lots of people out on the beach for sunset. Nice. He rushes to the paper. People walking on the beach at sunset. Hmm. People walking on the beach at sunset. What in the hell rhymes with sunset? Damn it. Okay. Think, man. Think. People Walking on the beach. Okay. Uh, a little sunset is in reach. Damn, okay, that... That's not... People walking on the beach. Sunset is in reach. Ugh. He takes his pen and paper over to the window. Okay, okay. Who out here has stuff that rhymes with beach? Well, other than the fucking beach, right there. Bum, beach bro, biker. Bum, beach bro, biker. Bum, bum, biker. Girl with a peach, oh my god. Uh, people walking on the beach. Sunset is in reach. A girl is eating peach. And the, and the, god damn it, this sucks. Okay, away from the window, away from the window. 
got this, man. You're a poet. You can do this. People walking on the beach. Sunset is in reach. A girl is eating a peach. And the record is recorded. No, the record. Something about record. I hear it. What do records do? Play. Skip. Pause. Turn. Record. Stop. Screech. Screech! Oh my god. Okay. People walking on the beach. Sunset is in reach. A girl is eating a peach and the record just screeched. <laughs> wow, being a poet is easy. He continues to write deep into the night. Blackout. Scene four. Lights rise back up on the coffee shop. It is now Tuesday night and the cafe has a little dimmer lighting, house music in the back instead of jazz. The poet is sitting at a table reading the man's new work. As they smoke their cigarette, they ash and blow out a puff of smoke. Terrible. Terrible? That's all you have to say? I spent two nights working on this poem and you're just gonna say it's terrible? Okay, what do you want me to say? Give me critiques. Show me how to write like you. Sir, it took years of alcoholism, drug abuse, and too many times left alone to my own vices to write like me. But if you want critiques, your rhyme scheme is childish, your word selection is elementary, and you're not really talking about anything. What? I'm talking about the sunset and people walking on the beach during it. The poet grabs the poem. Young boy eating a banana. He probably has no grandma. Yeah, I was really proud of that line. It's a good rhyme. It doesn't mean anything, and it's incredibly disrespectful to his possibly living nana. Well, didn't say his grandmother absolutely passed away. Now you're just getting mad over semantics. Poetry is literally semantics. It's all about what you say and the words you choose whenever you're writing or performing your poem. You'd probably know that if this wasn't your first poem. Look, man, I'm just not sure if- I'll try again. No, man, I'm- You cannot tell me that I'm not cut out for this. Please, just give me another shot. Give me some pointers, anything, but I need this. Well, I'm not super sure what to tell you. Well, how did you get to where you are now? At least with your writing. I'm not sure if you're famous or anything. Wow. Well, that's definitely not something you say to someone you're asking for advice from, but I don't know. Like I said, it took me years of really deep, dark places in my life to have experiences to pull from. Do you have any of those? I really hate my job. Well, that's a start. What do you do? I work in a factory. A factory? Okay, you're a white guy who works in a factory. Not necessarily the most depressed, but that is where Marshall Mathers got his start. Who? The poet rolls their eyes. What? You have to do some research, man. All you have to get some life experience under your belt if you plan on never writing anything substantial. Art is derived by pain, and the only pain that I can see you have is the pain of ungroundedness and lack of direction, which is cute, but kind of worn out. But that's exactly how I feel. Poet, you're on in two. Change. What? Yeah, man, artists, we have to change to fit our art and direction in any given moment. But I don't know how to do that. Out on stage, figure it out. Pats the man on the shoulder, takes a shot, and jumps on stage. The lights go out and the man watches for a moment before exiting. You know, in science, when they do an experiment, there's all sorts of steps to the process. A question, hypothesis, variables, a whole ass actual experiment. But they all have to have one common thing, a constant. A constant, unchanging variable that keeps the whole process grounded. Like a 17-year-old kid who just got caught having sex by their parents in the bathroom at Thanksgiving dinner. 
Or like a 19-year-old kid who just came back from the military and actually looks like they have their shit together. Well, that and an alcohol problem, but who doesn't, right? That actually might be the only constant in humanity, that need to escape. We all find it in different ways. Some reach down far, like the hair of Rapunzel, just to feel anything at all. Or just to escape for a second when they don't want to call their mom on the weekend because they know that she'd fall if she'd known what they'd done, so they just stall. I applaud the ones who can keep their heads level or higher when they need that quick fix. A fist bump after running stopped, sounding appealing when one of those words was laced with the feeling of being a fucking superhero. I don't really ever feel constant, and I'm usually around people who say the same thing. That's probably the most constant thing about me. Blackout. Scene 5. Back on the street corner, we find the hobo drumming on himself, once again making some sort of song close to some sort of hip-hop beat. The man enters quicker than he did in scene 2. Homeless donation, sir? Get a fucking job, you bum. Pretty hard in this economy. Try. Have a good day, sir. The hobo goes back to making music. Blackout. Scene six. Lights rise in the man's bedroom once again. He enters and drops his bag on the ground. He falls face first onto his bed and lets out a huge breath. He shakes his head, looks up, and glares out of the window. <sighs> People walking on the beach. How just... Ugh! This is just the dumbest shit I've ever done. Go away! Alright, you fucking son of a bitch. What do you want? Grabs his phone. Hey, buddy, just wondering how your week is going. Haven't heard from you in a while. And have been a little worried about you. Love you. Jesus, I should have picked up for my mom. He holds the phone in his hand for a minute, sends a quick text and puts the phone down before sitting back on his bed. His head is in his hands and his foot taps rapidly on the ground. <sighs> I need to find something, because I feel like I'm looking for a ghost. I need to find something here, because I feel like I'm chasing ghosts. Chasing a ghost. I just don't get it. Is it supposed to rhyme or isn't it? Sometimes their lines rhyme and sometimes they don't. God, poetry's so confusing. What am I looking for? What am I chasing? I'm chasing a sensation of creation, an imagination, a new life, and like Star Wars. Okay, okay. Okay. Okay, I, I need to find something here. Because I feel like I'm chasing a ghost. I'm chasing a sensation of creation and imagination, a new life, and like Star Wars, a new hope. And like Luke, I feel like walking on the sky with my pew-pew gun. I've been chasing a good poem, and this might be the one. Are, gonna, are they going to think this is corny, though? No. How could they? A Star Wars reference. Two Star Wars references at that. And a more complex rhyme scheme? Three rhymes in one bar, and then a corresponding ending rhyme from the line before? This is my best work yet! Still my first week, but goddamn, this really might be my hidden talent. The man looks up from the table. Blackout. Scene 7. Lights rise back on the cafe for Sunday brunch read. The poet has just finished reading the man's newest poem. Fucking terrible. What? How can Hold on there, Jack. My name's- I don't give a fuck, Jerry. Look, do you see what I'm doing right now? 
You are giving me lung cancer. Your poetry is giving me lung cancer. Your lack of expression and ability to actually put yourself into the materials. How can you say that? It's almost like you didn't even read it. Everybody is chasing ghosts, buddy. Everybody. That line has probably been written 50 times this week, and it's Sunday morning. The only people who are up are old people who come to listen to edgy poetry and drink mimosas. Do you think these people are really chasing ghosts? Most of their friends are probably dead, so yes. The Star Wars references? The triple rhyme line? Yes, it's cute. Really, it's comical and reminds me of when I was first writing poetry. But don't think that means anything. You're not like me. We don't come from the same place, nor we come from the same cloth. What about my moxie? I still like it. I just don't think you've had to struggle for much other than a paycheck because it seems like you don't want to go to work. I just don't know if you've experienced the necessary shit in order to go to the dark places needed to write poetry you're trying to create. You don't even know me. Exactly. You can leave whenever you want. You came to me, remember? Because I like your poetry. And I'm telling you what you think, you pretentious twat. Yeah, but I don't think you're really looking at what I'm giving you. After the first second of reading it, your face makes this terrible look. It looks like you're smelling a full diaper. You don't even give it a chance. What if you read it on stage for your performance tonight? Seriously. I would give you my English degree before I did that. Do it. Dude, you were seriously out of your mind. I still don't like your moxie, but I'm telling you, I would never do your poem on stage. I only perform my own stuff. How about for 20 bucks? Your poem is seriously bad. 40. You got another 20? The man eagerly reaches into his pocket and hands them another 20. The poet debates internally before snatching the cash and the poem. I'm only doing this for your own good. The poet jumps on stage, the lights lower, and the man sits at a table. The poet stutters. Um, this is a poem that my friend gave me, and I'm going to read it for you because, well, he needs to hear it out loud. I need to find something here because I feel like I'm chasing a ghost. I'm chasing a sensation of creation and imagination and a new life, and like Star Wars, a new hope. And like Luke, I feel like walking on the sky with my pew-pew gun. I've been chasing a good poem, and this might be the one. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. But I want to write. It feels good in the hood as it should with morning wood. I want to feel full, but I'm pulled like a pulley. But I'm fully a monster like Sully. And to all of my bullies, suck it. D-Generation X said it the best. Suck it and suck my ghosts. I still have it, but they lost their breath. And with this pencil, I just wrote my best. Embarrassed, but $60 richer, the poet shakes their head and walks off stage. They try to exit without talking to the man, but of course, the man stops them. Hey, where are you going? I'm leaving. Did you not just see that? Of course I saw it. It's my poem. I paid you the 60 bucks you asked for to read it. Yeah, jackass, I know. And I'm the real jackass for actually reading your stupid-ass poem. 60 bucks. Well, can I give it back or something? No, you weasel. I was trying to leave, embarrassed, but a little fatter in my pocket. Did you not see the group of poets in the corner snickering and laughing at me, reading the whole time I was up there? Who? What guys? Show me. I didn't even gender them. How misogynistic are you, white guys? Well, look who's talking. Who? You. And? You know, I'm just saying. You talk about your feelings on stage for money. Kind of frilly, you know. Plus, you're kind of cheap. You told me you only perform your own poetry. 
And with just some loose change, I paid you to read my stuff? Kind of a loser move if you ask me. Yeah? Well, I just got paid to go on stage and read your shitty feelings to a whole room full of people who laughed in your face. Have a good night, man. If we had asked more. The poet exits, leaving the man by himself in the cafe. He looks around at everything and everyone. He feels alone. He looks at the stage. He slowly begins to walk towards the mic. Before turning around and walking out of the cafe. Blackout. Scene 8. The lights rise on the street with the hobo playing drums on their belly once again, making up some sort of song. The man enters after a moment. Homeless donation, sir? Seriously, go fuck yourself. Well, kind of hard to do that on the street. Not a lot of privacy. The hobo goes back to drumming on himself. The man continues to mope on before stopping. He turns and looks at the hobo, examines while they drum. The hobo looks around after a minute of music and starts to feel around their pockets. The man hesitantly approaches. What you looking for? Ah! ah! Who the fuck are you? Who the... What are you talking about? I walk by you like every day and you ask me for a donation. Okay. Okay what? Well, okay nothing, man. What do you want right now? I got something to do. What do you have to do? Oh, what do you care, huh? It's not like you've given me any money before. The, po ho the hobo starts feeling around their jackets. How would you know? You didn't even know who I was a second ago. I would have remembered you if you gave me money. I remember the good people. My mind is a vault with the members of heaven, man. You ever read Matthew? I haven't, actually. Yeah, fucking figures. What you do to the least of these, you also do to me. Do some reading once in a while, pal. Now get the fuck away from me. The hobo starts to walk away from the man. He calls after them. Wait, what are you looking for? Again, I'm going to stand by what I believe I said before. I... Why do you care, dick? That's not my name. My name is... I don't give a shit what your name is. Do you care what my name is? Hmm? Do you? Well, no, not really. I'm mostly concerned about what you're looking for. I'm looking for something that would ruin your life, buddy boy. And it ain't a good pussy. Oh no, it's something much worse than that nice, tight puss. This is that real shit. Like, what? Cocaine? Holy shit, man, what the... You can't just be out here yelling, talking about cocaine. That's the sacred shit, man. The, the white lines, the powder, the angel dust. This is the shit of the streets that you gotta keep on the low. On the low, you feel me? We can't just be out here screaming from the rooftops about how much you love... The hobo scratches themselves. You know what I mean, man? But between you and me, we can talk about it loud as fuck anywhere else. Oh, why'd you bring it up? You got some? No, I... You just said it ruined my life, that it wasn't pussy. My next thought was drugs. Holy fuck! Shut the fuck up, you big idiot! Also, don't talk to me. Don't stop me unless you have what I'm looking for. And you know what I'm looking for. The hobo turns to exit. What if I told you I could get what you're looking for? The hobo stops, about faces, and marches straight to the man. They look around for cops and start filling the man's chest. Um, what are you doing? Looking for a wire. What do you take me for, a rookie? The hobo takes out a joint from their pocket and starts to light it. Wait, let me get this straight. You're gonna flip out about me saying a drug, but you'll just willy-nilly pull out another one in public proceeding to light it? I'm no rookie, Chad, I told ya. I gotta make sure you ain't no cop. Plus, this is California. Weed is legal. Yeah, inside of one's home. The hobo gestures to the street. Welcome. Now we can try this the easy way or the hard way, which you prefer. What do you want me to do? Smoke this. 
The hobo shoves the joint into the man's face. He grabs it, being stared at intently, he takes a puff of the joint. Inhale. The man inhales and lets it out. Good. The hobo reaches into their cart and pulls out two camping chairs. They place them on the ground, signal for the joint back, and motions for the man to sit. Welcome to my office. What's your business name? Uh, it's... Nobody uh, cares. Uh, What's your business? Um, I need you to help me write poetry. No, man. How the fuck do you plan on getting us some crack? Uh, oh, well that's the easy part. I work with a couple people who sell... or used to? They know people, at least. And shoot, I think there's a guy who sells on the street outside my apartment. What happened to all your dealers? I'm the one asking questions here. You got some cash? Some? How much do you got? I ain't got nothing. Does it look like I'd have money? I just thought you said you could get us some fucking shit, man. Okay, okay. Jeez. I thought you were nervous about yelling about drugs. Well, you can't play me like that. Noted. Well, are you going to help me or not? Well, are you going to help me? With what? Writing poetry. I've been trying to write my own and impress this other poet. They've been saying I need more life experience. Or addiction experience. I'm not sure. I just figured you'd probably have what they're looking for. So, will you? If we get some crack, I'll help you write anything. Blackout. Scene 9. Lights rise in the man's bedroom once again. It's about an hour later. The man has been showing the hobo around his house. Everything the hobo sees, they inspect diligently. As they both enter the room, the hobo continues to inspect everything very closely with amazement. You know, you don't have to look at everything like that. I do, though. I have bad vision. If you were a foreigner, you'd probably have double vision, eh? What are you talking about? Nothing. Sorry, just trying to be creative. Well, don't. We are here for one thing. Right. Poetry. I thought we were on the same page here, guy. Yeah, me too, you bum. The only reason I got that 20 bag of coke from Crazy Legs is because I thought you were going to write that stupid-ass poem with me so I can impress that stupid-ass poet. And maybe, just maybe, get some purpose in my life rolling again, you know? You know what I'm saying, my homie? Like a train, get that motherfucking chew-chewing, steampunkin' and smashing pumpkins, rock and roll, party all night shit? but not aimlessly wandering with nowhere to go, really living it up, but being focused and fulfilled at the same time. To have the freedom you did when you were younger, but the true passion and calling that established men do. That's what I want. And I'm not going to get there by doing coke. The only possible way is through this haiku, okay? Or, hear me out now. Pulls out a bag of coke. We do this bag of coke and really open up our minds to what they can do. I don't want to make art that is drug-induced. Why not? That's the best kind. This is poetry. You can't just do some drugs and write it. You have to experience drugs. And then get to writing after your years of pain and misery are coming to an end. And I don't really want to get addicted to drugs, you feel? That's why I got you. And why I got you the drugs. For the ex- For your experience. Man. You are talking like a dumb bitch who ain't never had no coke in your stupid-ass life. Coke is a blissful thing. It's an energizing thing. You want to make some kick-ass art today? Well, I got magic dust that can make wires in your brain cross that currently live in different fucking dimensions. This is poetry. We can't just muck it up. Poetry schmoetry. 
Listen, kid, all the best art was made by people on drugs. Picasso, the Beatles, Hendrix. You think they were doing that shit sober? Don't you at least want to make real art? No! You want to make the real art. I just want to do the blow that we bought 20 minutes ago. But what I'm trying to convince you is that if we combine our powers together, we will take over the fucking poetry game! Have you ever tried? What? Writing poetry while on cocaine. No. No, not once, ever. Writing poetry is gay, and I would personally never have done it before now. But one time I did freestyle rap for seven hours, straight taking crazy lines, taking lines with crazy legs. I thought you said you didn't know Crazy Legs. Maybe it was Crazy Arms. There's a guy named Crazy Arms? I think they're related. Stop. We need to write. So sit down uh, on my bed, I guess, and I'll sit here. I'll give us a line, and then you give a line after that. A line? Yeah, a line. Like a thought that may or may not rhyme with the line that I gave you, depending on the feeling we have for the poem. Oh, how about a line at Kool? I... I am not doing your drugs, you hobo. Okay. Okay. Here's my line. When stumbling, don't fall. Well, that sucked. Just give me a line. I don't know what we're doing. What rhymes with fall? Nothing. Nothing at all. Oh, my. Are you deaf? Can you not hear the sounds that come out of your mouth? Or do you, do you just make up gibberish that somehow spews out as English? Huh? When stumbling, don't fall. Walk till there's nothing at all. And then when you call down the hall, you can stand tall and proud. Hmm? Why'd you do that? Do what? Say, and proud. I thought we were rhyming. You should have just said standing tall. And proud doesn't rhyme. Yeah, I know, but this is poetry. Sometimes stuff rhymes, sometimes it doesn't. Kind of like people paying their taxes. I don't pay taxes. Yeah, I know. Point me. Your poem blows. It sucks, I mean. Takes the paper from the man. When stumbling, don't fall. Walk till there's nothing at all. And when you call down the hall, you can stand tall and proud. Yeah, see, this literally sucks ass. The hobo puts it down their pants. Man flips out. What are you doing? Putting your play where it belongs, with the shit. Now listen to me here, Jack. We're gonna do this fucking coke and write the greatest goddamn poetry of all time, I promise you. Grabs the bag of cocaine and opens it. They put it to the nose of the man. What does that smell like, huh? What does that smell like to you? Nothing. Wrong! It smells like Poe, Shakespeare, Angelou. Angelou? No, Angelou was correct. Um, the point is, it smells like greatness. The hobo shakes around the bag of open coke around, and although it's not much, it goes all over the man's desk and the floor. They both freak out. Fuck! My baby! Dude, what the hell? You, you just got cocaine all over my desk and shit, man! What the- The hobo scrounges up some coke on the desk and then goes to the ground and snorts up the coke on the floor, too. They sit back up and let out a loud- <laughs> I should have never brought a hobo into my house. What was I thinking? All right, buddy, you gotta go. Give me a line. What? Give me a motherfucking line, punky-ass bitch boy. You wanna write some poetry or not? Give me that line. All right, this has just gotten... You're bitching out now, bitch boy. 
Quit calling me that. Well, that's what I call people who invite me over to drop these bars, then pussyfoots around spitting that first line. Just like he bitched out on doing this fucking dust. Goes back to the ground and snorts some more coke. God damn it, you're a savage. You're goddamn right, and I ain't no average Joe when it comes to rapping or writing poetry or going outside and going around the corner and stealing some dumbass bike. Sneaking in the library, they think I'm scary, but you know what's really scary? The thoughts in my brain that got me barely holding on to reality! I'm around to see shit fly off the wall and out of my friend David's asshole! Maybe you shouldn't be here. Out of the library? No, my apartment. Seriously, I think you should get out of here. Out of here, you're out of fear. You're scared of lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my, oh dear. But you know what you're near? The end of your career. As a poet, if you don't try this magic dust, that makes your head feel clear. Okay, although you're actually doing a decent job with that, it doesn't make it real. Well, why don't you take a gander for yourself? The hobo prompts him to the coke that is on the counter. They put it in a line for the man. He ponders for a second. It'll make any little insecurity you got swirling around in that racing little mind of yours and make it go poof. Okay. Um, but... But I'm only doing this because I was pretty impressed at how you went from knowing nothing about poetry at all to actually kind of being okay. Okay? Okay. The man snorts the line. How do you feel, G? Woo! I feel like a million bucks! <laughs> Like, I can ride around in cars, but I don't give a truck. I mean, I don't give a fuck. I'm high on coke. I hope I don't choke when I wop that bloke. That stupid poet, he don't even know it. But bruises on their head are going to start showing. Who knew that we the best? Not me. Not me. We should start having sex. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that? Huh? You said we should start having sex. Oh, uh, did I? Oh, fuck, sorry. Old habits die hard. Yeah, I'm all for this poetry and maybe getting some more of this delicious, beautiful powder, but I'm not looking for anything else. You got that? I'm cool if we just blow. And poetry. Yeah, yeah just that little bit right there was sick. Yeah, but it wasn't great. It was okay. It was fun. You're a fun person to do this with. Make art. No, to do blow with. I'm the one pretty much making the art, remember? We're just using your life and traumatic experiences to help further the validity I might have. Well, what if we made a group? A group? Yeah, like what we were just doing. Syncopated speech. You talk, I talk. Maybe we talk together sometimes? I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing in the poetry scene. Oh, it's gotta be. How do you know? I don't know. Poetry's dumb. People like being dumb together. It just kind of makes sense to me. Okay, well... Fuck it. I'm in. As long as you're in it for the long haul, we're gonna ride this thing all the way to the top, baby. Alright. I'm in too. As long as we keep using your money for the drugs. Deal. They shake hands. Blackout. Act two. Scene one. Lights slowly rise. The stage is set again in the cafe. It is poetry night. 
On stage, the man and the hobo both stand coked out of their minds. The hobo is stage right and the man is stage left. There is literal white powder all over their mouths. They stare intently at the crowd before, before starting. We've, We've been, been doing coke! And it ain't no joke. We've been whacking and cracking, been macking on mannequins, been mannequin given hand jobs to men. Whoa, yes, I haven't been liking it, and I've been loving it. Gross, we've been doing coke. I had to convince him to fry, he was a pussy before he tried. The drug that's gotten us pussy and kept us alive. Man, you tripping, no lie. Are you kidding? No, not even for a second. You said we got pussy, but that shit was synthetic. Still counts. No, it doesn't. Like you would know. You right, but now I'm pissed. Why? Man, because of coke. That shit ain't no joke. And because of that hoe, now I know what the taste of a man's bone is. But that's a bonus. How? Well, if you really, really think, it helps to know where you would go to curl some toes and do what you want to do. And what's that? Eat your ass. What? Yup. Gross! Gross. We've been doing coke! Lights lower and soft jazz music begins playing throughout the lounge. The man and the hobo are still on stage as the poet gets up from their table and walks over to the bar for a drink. The hobo pulls out a little bag of white goodness from their jacket as the man and them do a bump before approaching the poet. Well, I like that shit, poet. That shit was even worse than your first shit. The hobo looks angrily at the man and growls. Chill out. Seriously? After all the work that we've put in, you're just gonna trash our poem like that? What work did you do? Coke! Yeah, I got that. Anything else? Isn't that what you told me to do? What do you mean? Yeah. Years of drug abuse and alcoholism, sadness, depression, feeling so fucked up that you gotta fuck down. You remember any of that shit? Not the last part. Dude, you're a real cop goblin, huh? What? You like doing old, gross, dirty dudes, and that's why you feel so insecure about our poem compared to your itty bitty little shitty poems. <laughs> You got my pity, pal, while we get Liddy in this bitch, uh. Are you trying to do poetry right now? Oh, shut the fuck up, AIDS! Did you just- You a bitch and you know it. We were up there doing our motherfucking shit, and all you doing is hating like a goddamn cocksucker. So that's what you are. Mmm, smell that shit? That's the smell of cum coming off your breath. Just because something is white and thick don't make it toothpaste, Jack. That's not my name. My name is- Your name is Cookie Puss, you fucking baboon ass, bitch ass. The hobo gets so frustrated they mumble to themselves all the way out of the cafe as they exit. Look man, I really don't think this is the best person to be around if you really want to do poetry. Oh, well thanks. Your advice is the only reason that I'm here though. So which is it? Should I be with this guy or not? I'm telling you right now, hanging out with people like that only leads to the gutter. Coke isn't something we played with. We don't play with it. We do it. I understand that. I just wish you would keep coming to me with sonnets as opposed to a literal hobo. And why should I? Every time that I showed you a poem, you just put me down and put me down and put me down. You'd kick a man while he's down. No, I wouldn't. But that's what you did. I was giving you criticism. I'm sorry you took it more personal than that. Yeah, okay. It's real funny that you just pushed and pushed and pushed me away. Then when I actually show you the art that I've been working on with my friend, you treat me even worse than you did before. You're low. You know that? 
You're real scum. Instead of a poet, I bet you're just a copycat. <laughs> yeah, a stupid little copycat that doesn't know how to make any poetry sound good at all. Not like the homeless home. Is that what you're calling yourselves? Yep. The homeless home. Of coke? We are not calling it that! The hobo grumbles out of the cafe again. Step one, drop the hobo. As if. That hobo looked at me and saw more art than you ever could. The man reaches into the into the cigarette box of the poet as has on the counter and lights a cigarette. They're holding you back. Whatever. I gotta get back to people who actually want to help me. The man exits. The poet watches the man exit as they take a little puff off of a cigarette. The poet slowly makes their way towards the stage as the lights go down with them. They begin performing. So, you see a stop sign, and you go... You see a one-way sign, and you go the wrong way. Huh. So you see the rain clouds, and you grab your shirt. You see enemies, and you try to make friends. Weird. I forget if it's Plato, Aristotle, or George fucking Washington, but one of those old dudes asked, Why do humans love doing shit that we know hurts us? Repeatedly, we hurt ourselves. Why? Because we hate ourselves. We start smoking because it's cool, but after a while, we like the burn. We start dating that douchebag guy because he's hot, but we love the burn. After a while, we don't know where to go. That hurts. It kills my insides to see the mistakes I've made and sit by to let others do the same. I'm like a prostitute luring young girls to a brothel made to look like a hotel. Am I to blame? Or is it human nature? It seems like we have to go the wrong way in order to figure out the right one. The right path doesn't just magically show up with a smile and a beer saying, What's up, man? Glad you could make it. This will be easy is not in its vocabulary. The right path's word choice is slim like shady, cut down like teacher wages, and short like Kevin Hart. It doesn't care if you don't see it, because a lion doesn't need anybody to fight for it. The right path knows where it lies. It's just waiting for you to find it. But first, you have to wake up and listen. The poet looks out at the crowd. Shakes their head and walks off stage before the lights go out. Blackout. Scene two. Lights rise on the street where the hobo lives. The man is now with them, sitting on the pavement, lost in thought. The hobo, per usual, is doing some sort of mouth sounds that sound almost rhythmic, but slightly off. What are you doing? Beatboxing. It's this cool thing that I heard these kids doing earlier. I think that could add a new development to our band. We aren't a band. We're a poetry group. Oh, we can be whatever we want to be, sugar lips. We have the world at our fingertips and coke in our noses. The hobo takes out a bag and snorts some. Whew! That's the good stuff. You want some, kid? I'm good, thanks. Well, why the long face, partner? We're failures. Huh. You calling me a failure. Huh. Well, I'll have you know that when I was in 8th grade, I won most likely to succeed. <laughs> Look at you now. Really taking the world by storm, aren't you? Jesus Christ, who has your panties in a wad? Nobody. It's not me, is it? I'm not sure. You're not sure? Well, what the hell is that supposed to mean? It means I'm not sure. Here comes the choo-choo train. The man knocks the cocaine to the ground. I said I didn't want your stupid coke. Well, what the you need to relax. Ah, I can't. It's that damn poet. Just thinks their poetry is so much better than what we have going on. When I first met that motherfucker, they told me that it would take years of alcoholism and drug abuse to get anywhere close to where that poetry is. And I go out, find a hobo, get addicted to coke for what? 
to be shit on all over again? No. No, 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 no. Fuck that. Fuck that poet and fuck poetry. We're gonna be like Treploth. Who? You don't need to know. All you need to know is that we're going to be making new forms. New art. Ooh. The, the hobo starts doing beatboxing sounds uh, again and the man covers their mouth. Not like that, though. What's something you've always wanted to see on stage? Hmm. I don't know. I've never seen a stage. What? I've never seen a stage. We were just on a stage. What? Oh my god! What? You are impossible, hobo. What do you mean you've never seen a stage? We were just on a fucking stage like 30 minutes ago. And now you're out here like, I don't know what I want to see on stage. What even is a stage? What the fuck is wrong with you? Ugh. I wish I had anybody else as a partner. Huh. Okay, hot shot. You know what I want to see on stage? Sex. That's what I want to see. You want to see just regular sex? No. An orgy. Oh, you're sick. Well, think about it, man. Can you imagine walking into a venue and you just see a bunch of people fucking each other? As soon as you walk in, people screaming, ramming, jamming, humping, dumping, pissing, licking. That, that shit would be off the hizzy. Just a giant orgy? Full of midgets. No. Begins to exit. Man, listen to me! It's gonna be a giant orgy full of little people! No! I'm not listening to your stupid ideas anymore! I'm figuring out how to make myself great, or important, somehow, without you. The hobo holds up a bag of coke. The man knocks it out of their hands. Without that, too! The, ho the hobo scrambles to pick it up the remaining coke from the ground and put some back in the bag, but most in their nose. I'm going to figure out how to be recognized for something great. Art or poetry. I could be a fencer. No, I could be a race car driver or a painter. I could lead the next generation out of or into revolution. I mean, there's so many things out there that I could be destined for. I could be a horse jockey, a disc jockey. I could even change my name to jockey. Too many possibilities. Too many options for me to do something with my life that the poor little poet is never going to see. <laughs> Shows that piece of shit who's boss. You do have a lot of options. Yes, I do. A lot of options to really stick it to that poet. Yeah! You can really shock him. Hmm. And you know what's the most shocking thing you could do? Midget orgy. No. I'm just saying, man, if you really want to make that poet's blood into paste, you need to get the dwarves to fuck. It would be legendary. And disgusting. And something that poet has never, ever seen before. You said it yourself. You're trying to put something on stage that nobody has ever seen before. I think a gaggle of midgets porking down would be a good way to get that poet to react. It might even make him quit poetry. You think so? Yeah, I do. Let's do it then. Let's make that poet quit poetry. All right. They join hands. We also need more coke. Blackout. Scene three. Lights rise on the outside of the cafe. It is the first time that we've seen this set. 
There's a black stone wall with the words Poets Cafe written on it. It is night and there's loud music, glowing lights coming from the inside of the cafe. The man and the hobo burst through the doors. Smoke follows closely behind them. See? Oh, look at that, brother. Wasn't that scene just absolutely glorious? We fucking got that poet. That bitch had no idea what was coming for him. We were up there like, and this poem is called Little Guy Huge Cock. <laughs> there is no way that they are ever doing poetry again. That poet is now a po-less. Ah, give me some skit. They do a big high five and stumble around intoxicated. The poet steps out of the cafe seemingly unfazed and lights up a cigarette. The hobo sees them and walks over in a drunken stupor. So, what'd you think about that? Huh? I said, what did you think about that? Oh, that. You mean the little people? Yeah, they were alright. What? Yeah, man, they were cool. Not the craziest thing I've seen, but it was pretty intriguing. You were... fucking... What?! You're supposed to be so grossed out and taken back that you come out here vomiting and you're gonna call those small fucks intriguing? Who are you, Elon Musk? Oh, fuck that cracker. You really not phased by a flash mob-esque midget orgy? Not even slightly. You see, kid, when you have a little person up your ass in real life, you'll start to think a little differently about them. Quit using them as a show prop and start viewing them as people. Speaking of which, I need to go call Lawrence. The poet begins to exit. You're a real piece of work. <laughs> no, sir. I write pieces of work. I used to carry pieces around with me because of the work I used to do. Look, I used to sell product to motherfuckers like your friend, the hobo, over there. I found peace because of the work I've done since then to get my mind right. Meditation, perspective, sobriety. I used to have pieces of myself hanging around, just floating, waiting to be worked on, fixed. I have a lot of pieces and a lot of work that surrounds me on a day-to-day -day basis, but you are the real piece of work, man. You are a real piece of work, and I feel bad for you. The poet exits, leaving the man beside himself. The hobo comes up from behind to try and meet that voided space for the man. The poet is right. I used to buy drugs from them. The man looks at the hobo. Blackout. Scene four. Lights rise back on the bedroom of the man. It is him and the hobo alone, about an hour after their interaction with the poet. The, poet, the hobo is sitting on the man's desk as the man paces around his room, lost. You know, DJ, the coke dealer we get our shit from, has a sale running right now. Buy two eight balls, get the third half off. Will you shut the fuck up about cocaine for one second? Jesus! I can't believe we got punked when we were trying to turn the tables on that poet. And then the tables got turned right back around. DJ can make you feel better about it. Fuck you, man. Hey! I'm not the man. Alright then. Fuck you, hobo! Hey! You're the only reason that I'm like this right now. All jittery and spasmatic. Especially when you bring up that powder. Fuck! All I wanted to do is be on the stage with the lights on my face and the audience hanging on my every word. It would be crafted beautifully with every phrase, punctuation, and breath landing in just the right area in the entire space-time continuum. But now, I'm just addicted to fucking coke. God damn it! I just wanted somebody to like me. I thought if I got on that stage and said the right words, then somebody would come up to me and be like, Hey, that was awesome. 
Want to come to this party we're having tonight? Or, hey, nice poem. Would you like to be whisked away on a writing deal and never have to work a normal job again? Or, great words. Want to bang? Any of these would be perfect. Any of these would be the perfect way out of the shithole life I'm stuck in. But no, I have to listen to three words that a poet said and do that. Years of addiction. And I find this fucking good-for-nothing piece of shit hobo use my fucking money to buy the coke and wind up getting addicted myself. I've lost my job, family members. Now I've lost my self-control. The man flops on the bed. I'm pathetic. Well... Listen, man. Reaches into coat pocket and gets a little baggie of coke. This is the last little bit of my stuff. And I feel as though it may be able to help you. The hobo opens it, pours some onto their fingertip, and snorts it. Damn, that shit's good. Lights dim, and a spotlight is shined on the hobo. Sometimes you have to realize what you want isn't actually what you want. And you might not be legally blonde. Or you might be. Honestly, I'm too high to tell. But you have changed your mind so many times, your name is a blur to me. But what I can tell is that you fell. You started at the bottom, climbed your way up, and still couldn't use your cell. So the real question is, what do you actually want? Look inside yourself, like a stripper bent over. Or like the Kool-Aid man with no Kool-Aid. Better yet, you should just roll your eyes to the back of your head and see if you can read the signpost on your heart, because right now, I don't know if you can. You can keep running around like a song without a sound, but you don't get anywhere. Like a car without a, a ground, acting bigger than you are, like a king without a crown, but you are lost in the sauce, a man waiting to be found. But you must find yourself. That's the only way. There's not shortcuts or cheat codes to living your purpose. But the first step is to find it. Life is mud you can't get stuck in. So put your boots on, turn it on, and fuck it. The lights rise on the man, unimpressed listening to the hobo finish their poem. Get out. What? Yeah. Get out of my house. This isn't a house. Get out from under my roof. Not yours, either. Okay. Get out from the place that I pay for with the job that I had and where my bed and all my shit is. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I just don't think I need you in here telling me that I don't know what my purpose is. When I saw it that night, I know what my purpose is. Being on stage, saying pretty words, and having people fall in love with you isn't your purpose, man. It's a delusion. Hobo, I really have appreciated your services and the camaraderie that we have spent together, but I don't think you're good for me. The drugs, the sex with random people, the midgets, it just isn't accomplishing the goals I have for myself right now. But... But I introduced you to Coke. Yes, you did. And it has borderline ruined my life. Please go. DJ's gonna miss seeing you on Tuesdays. Hobo. They share a moment just looking at each other. The hobo realizes the man is serious and doesn't want to live this way anymore. The hobo nods, almost bowing to the man before walking out the door. The man watches as the door closes and walks over to his desk. 
He puts his hands on his head. He shakes it before noticing a pen and paper on the desk. He nervously picks up the pen and paper, slides it in front of him. He begins to write slowly and methodically. Blackout. Scene five. Lights rise back up on the hobo's corner. They are back to making beatbox-type noises with their mouth and hitting random walls, trash cans to create their own music. The poet enters, walks across downstage from the hobo. Homeless donation, kind soul. The poet stops and drops a few dollars in the hobo's cup before continuing on. Hey, aren't you that poet? I am a poet, yes. If you are referring to the poet that you made a mockery of their club with a little person orgy with your man friend, then yes, I am also that poet. He's not my friend anymore. Sorry to hear that. Me too. He doesn't really know what he wants. What? You said he's lost in the sauce and doesn't know what he wants. Well, not exactly. But yes, I would venture to agree with that. He just came up to me one night and said he wanted to be just like me. <laughs> he doesn't even know you! Precisely, fucking weirdo. He probably doesn't even know you either, huh? Not even a little bit. I kept trying to get him to understand the importance of coke and beatboxing, but that little bitch boy kept saying we aren't a band, we're a poetry group. Well, they are different things, but I've never seen someone use mouth noises in a poetry group. That would be pretty interesting. Are you looking for a partner? No. But I'm just trying to say that you can't let anybody box you in. You may live in a box, but that's your box. He wanted to turn you into something you aren't. You can't let people do that. You especially can't do that with people who are whisked away by seeing other people's passion and believing it's their own. People like that aren't rooted within themselves. Yeah. I'm rooted in beer. Is that like a pun for saying you like root beer? Or a plea for help? Who knows? Schlabackadoo! The hobo walks away from the poet and goes back to uh, doing their beatbox type thing noises and drumming on their trash can. The poet is taken back a little with the gibberish of the hobo. They watch the hobo for a moment before turning and exiting. The hobo's song does a big crescendo before they finish with their arms in the air and possibly with articles of clothes ripped off. Blackout. Scene six. Lights rise on the cafe once more. The poet is sitting at the bar where they normally sit, smoking a cigarette. The man enters wearing a big overcoat and a sweatshirt underneath. He has a beanie on and walks in carefully and slow. The poet notices him. Hey there, stranger. Enjoying your Sunday? I'm sober now. Oh yeah? Congratulations, dude. Join the club. They offer the man a cigarette. The man denies. I came to thank you. What? Thank me? Yes. I wanted to thank you. I owe you a great deal of gratitude. You taught me that I'm a bitch. Well, I'm not sure if that is really the lesson I was trying to teach, if I was teaching at all, which I don't really view it as I was. You were enlightening me. I guess teach might be the wrong word, because it wasn't some classroom lecture or lesson plan that made me understand that my ambitions weren't my own. I just wanted to be known. Don't we all? That's the American dream, man. Yeah. It's just sad that the American dream has become the Hollywood dream. I've heard a very smart, wild man say that one time. Where is he now? I don't know. We started as English majors together. He had a really beautiful, creative mind, but his strength was an editorial. He started working for some pretty reputable companies and just saw the greed and politics of it all. He saw that a lot of people weren't interested in the actual art of things, but more what the art could do for them. Do you know who Uta Hagen is? No. She is a big acting lady. She wrote a book called Respect for Acting. She has a quote in there that says, Love the art in yourself, not yourself in the art. 
And that's what your friend saw? Just a bunch of people who love themselves and art? Precisely. And we all do. We all want to be known to the world, but it's really not all it's cracked out to be. A lot of people who are known don't know anybody, and an even greater amount don't know themselves. It can be very treacherous for many. Yeah. I don't really know anything about that. But I do know that I loved myself in art a lot. I liked the lights and the audience. It made me feel important. I had a purpose. I just sucked a lot at actually writing and reading poetry. Well, those are two things needed to actually be a poet. <laughs> <laughs> they share a quick laugh, small beat. I'm heading out. Cool, man. Have a good night. Not out of here. Out of town. Oh, wow. That's a big move. Yeah. Yeah, I need something big right now. I need to get out of this city and see the world. I spent my whole life here, and the last few months have really opened my eyes to how much I'm lacking in my life. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any real-world experience. And I need to get out of here in order to get that. I know that now. I gotta stop hanging out with hobos and chasing art. Especially art that isn't yours. I need to find my own. Precisely. Every avenue isn't suitable for everybody's tires, you feel me? And I think you should pay your friend without a house a visit before you leave as well. They're a good person. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I gotta go see him. Taught me a lot. That's what life does. The poet notices the man looking at the stage. Still thinking about it? Huh? Uh, no. No. Well... I do have one other poem. I never got to show you, but... I gotta get going. You can do it if you want. Might be your last chance. The man looks at the stage, and then to the poet. The poet motions slightly for the man to take the stage. The man non-verbally asks for a hit of the cigarette, and the poet obliges. After the man exhales, he hands it back to the poet and approaches the stage. Lights dim, and he is seen nervous for a second under the spotlight. Then gathers himself and begins his poem. <clears throat> I wasn't given a name people cared for, so I didn't necessarily feel cared for. And therefore, I chased cars in the snow, sliding around with nobody patrolling me. I got lost in the sauce of life, some might say. I prefer to say I lost my way, caught up in dreams, rushes of serotonin that make cocaine feel like a playground cookie. Took me for a ride, I need a bookie, betting on my life. I'm a, I'm a rookie in writing, just trying to catch lightning, but my words are twain between amateur and downright frightening. Fucking terrible, some might say. Maybe stages, publicity, and professional paths aren't my destiny, but truthfully, I may have better days. More freedom and privacy. Celebrities seem miserable. Trapped by photos and hot takes, paparazzi that evolve with the times. Times words are taken out of context and they're demonized by thousands, tweets, comments, phone calls. I don't think I want that. I want a nice life with a house and some land. I want to land at a place in my life that I can stand on something that's mine. Nowhere will be perfect and life will never match up beautifully. But beauty can surround you in mundane situations if your eyes are open to its forms in all manifestations. 
Find your own God in the quiet, and your name will feel cared for. The man steps off the stage and walks back towards the poet. He is proud, but knows that what he just did was not for him. Seems like you finally did some studying. Sometimes just because someone says something doesn't mean one hears it. Whoa, careful, partner. You're starting to sound like me. <laughs> nah, I'm sounding like me. I'll catch you around, poet. Keep writing. The man exits. The poet takes another hit off of their cigarette. Looks like someone has been seeing some more grass. Thank you.